0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Interview with a Schizophrenic. I am your host, Duncan Slamisinger, and today I have the great pleasure of having Brandon with me. Brandon is 35, lives in Oklahoma, and has a diagnosis of schizophrenia with generalized anxiety. So welcome to the show, uh, Brandon. How are you doing today? I'm
1: doing well. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm doing pretty well as well, actually, yeah. Um, the weather's getting warmer here. Um, it's getting a bit more. There's a bit more sunlight, a bit more sunshine. Um, so that's all good, really. R- roll on the warmer weather, I say.
1: Yeah, we t- we just had a blizzard, so it's we're today's the first warm day, or yesterday was pretty warm too. But that the that the snow actually has a chance to thaw out. So
0: yeah, yeah, we had a little bit of snow for about a couple of weeks. Uh, but hopefully that's the end of it. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's just dive in. So, Brandon, what I want to ask you is if you can give us a brief history of how your mental health journey began, what were your first symptoms, how old were you, um, you know, how did you get in the medical system, how, what happened that you saw a doctor, um, you know, any troubles that you had, um, anything you'd like to say about your journey up till today... You know that 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 would be perfect
1: if you could just talk about that. Sure. Yeah, I was um I was diagnosed around thirty, so I was relatively late to be diagnosed, but I I didn't have any symptoms before then. Um, I went through a stressful period where, uh, me and a girl that I was seeing long term ended up breaking up, and I was kind of distraught about that, and so it was that stress that uh sort of provoked my first uh, psychosis. The psychosis lasted about six months and um, I had went to, I was, I was uh, exhibiting paranoia, not so much hallucinations, but a paranoia and um, uh, just um, I wasn't thinking correctly for, I forgot what the name of that symptom is, but uh, yeah, delusions. Um, And I, you know, they were, pretty much textbook delusions um you know persecutory delusions and um so
0: why don't you expand on on what you mean by persecutory delusions
1: so there's there's a list you think you're being persecuted by something else and it could be um it could be you know like you think the government's after you or you think that people are putting um you know stuff in your house to watch you um but it, uh, persecutory delusions or anything where you're feel like you're persecuted by some other um and so I was exhibiting those I you know I thought people were putting things in my house to watch me for some reason I I thought the government was after me later I thought like witches were real and so they became bizarre um there's Bizarre and non-bizarre. So thinking the government's after you, even though it's probably not, that's more of a non-bizarre because it's not, you know, supernatural or, or anything like that. And so most of mine were non-bizarre things that you couldn't prove or you couldn't disprove, but were just highly unusual or not unlikely, not unusual. Um, And so, yeah, I ended up in the emergency room and they they'll ask you two questions every time you're are you thinking about hurting yourself no and are you thinking about hurting other people and like i wasn't really making much sense and so i didn't know what they were asking me but i knew i needed help <laughs> so I, I was kind of um i forgot what the the name of it is where you're you're kind of not in touch with reality And so I said yes to that one. And that ended up me being in a, in a really high, um, I I think I had a court order against me to, to where they had to take me. So I was, I was taken to a mental hospital in a police car, um, in shackles, (laughs) which is not great for your mental health. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I was never dangerous to anybody or anything, but I just, um, yeah, that's that's what ended up happening. I was taken – that was in Tennessee from North Tennessee to Central Tennessee, about an hour and a half car ride. Um, when,
0: when was that? When when was that? What year was that? Uh, I want to say like
1: 2015, 20, 2015 or 2014.
0: So you were taken, I imagine, because, because I think the mental health hospitals and wards these days are quite high security, aren't they?
1: yeah especially if you tell them you might hurt yourself or someone else um they'll put you so ours was like a a giant hotel almost it was probably 10 or 15 stories and i I was in the very top of it so because you're least likely to be able to get out that way yeah and is the reason they put you on that and that's happened um so that ended up happening i later i went to a um I, I was, I, I went to live with family in Georgia until my delusions passed. Well, they didn't know if they were going to pass at this time because it was my first psychosis. And, uh, so I went to a much better mental health hospital in, in Georgia. Um, and so, yeah, that, that was much better. And then slowly my, after about six months, my delusions went away and, um, I I ended up going back to work, um, in, in, uh, Kentucky. So I I went on FMLA, which is family medical leave act Mm
0: -hmm.
1: for six months, um, which they'll save your job and they'll use up all your leave that you have. But, uh, you know, I was, I was almost uh, extending past the allowable amount for that, um, with six months and, so the the medicine they ended up putting me on was palperidone, um, ris. Okay. Um, they it was the injectable shot for uh, respiridone.
0: Okay, yeah,
1: uh, that's and like they,
0: once a month or something, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I think it's once a month, and then then they ended up putting me on something else because that wasn't working, and it was another injectable. Um, and so that's what I was actually on when I went to. <laughs> Um, it, I forgot the name of that. It's, uh, is in Vegas a stand of the palperidone? I think it is. Oh, I'm not
0: sure. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, it was, it was some other one and it was much more expensive and I couldn't afford it. And so they didn't really think too well about that because my, uh, my, my shot was like once a month or once every three months and it was like 12 or $1,500. And you know I make okay money, but I couldn't afford that. And so, you know, it's great American healthcare. Um, I had insurance; they just didn't want to pay for it. Okay. Um, and so yeah. I ended up going off the medicine for about a year, and I didn't have any more uh, any more problems. And for that year, until. I ended up transferring overseas and working overseas um, and the stress of moving, I guess, caused another episode, but that one only lasted a couple of weeks. And since then I've been on risperidone four milligram and that was, uh, that's been, I haven't had any more psychosis or any more um, problems since then. But
0: if okay, so that's an oral medication, isn't it? Do what? The four milligram respiridone is a tablet, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's a tablet and it's much more affordable. Much more
0: affordable, yeah. I mean, it's kind of strange because obviously in the UK, we just pay like £10 a month for any medication that we want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I, I, you know, yeah, it's obviously, you know, if I had to pay £1,000 for my medication, I probably wouldn't be able to afford it either, you know? yeah. Um, that's kind. It's kind of uh, that's kind of ridiculous, really. I think
1: it is. I mean, I mean, schizophrenics aren't known for having really high wages, and I probably had you know a full time job and 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 which is better than probably ninety five percent of them. And um, you know, and I had insurance, and and uh, you know, it's just I can afford it. <laughs> I so at, like. When you go when you go off of work for six months because of psychosis, you know you. I had I had some money saved up, but I just went through it all. You know, mm-hmm. I had a house payment, I had a car payment,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um, you know, ruined my credit. Um, because, like when I was in Georgia, I, I was going through psychosis, so I wasn't really thinking about you know my water, you know, payment, <laughs> and so mm-hmm. like my water ended up getting cut off, which ruined my credit and just a you know, a bunch of things. So, um, you know, it can really ruin you financially not being functional for an extended amount of time. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. There, there are financial implications about going through psychosis for sure. Um, I think it's quite... Um, it's not just what you're talking about um, getting cut off um, for not paying pay bill. There's also bad spending habits and um, just things like that, which happen uh, generally.
1: Um, well, I, I think that, you know, a lot of people have bad spending habits. Unfortunately, I'm very frugal. Um, so I, I might be extremely unusual, but um, but like, you know, I'm I'm very frugal. I'm, I think a lot about personal finance. I read a lot about personal finance. Um, and so that's actually, and I think it was my circumstance of like being flat broke almost. And, uh, you know, after six months of psychosis that, that, you know, put that fear of that in me where I just didn't want bill collectors ever calling me again for a hospital bill, you know, of where I wasn't really even in the right mind to make that decision to go in there, <laughs> you know? Um, and you know, like that that hospital bill in like Tennessee, I think it was like twenty five hundred. I
0: see. Uh, yeah.
1: And you know, after that, I hit a coat or I hit um, a max deductible, and so you know, I went in the hospital probably six or seven, not six or seven, probably four or five times in Georgia, and each of those were free. But it's just, I don't know, it was a mess. Uh-
0: <laughs> but that's good that you are much more stable now, um, Yeah, but I can tell, you know, it's still a big part of your life, you know, it's a, it's a big diagnosis, um, it has been a, a big experience for you as well, so what, what um, how do you feel about your mental health now, um, I mean, how, how do you feel about it now, what would what do you do to make sure that you don't relapse?
1: Um, mainly just take medicine, um, is the main thing. Like the risperidone four milligram, it's a high dosage, but it seems to be doing really well for me. Um, and I've never been one for like, you know, hallucinations, but the, um, delusions, you know, I, I've almost had every single one of those. It seems like over the the amount of time, not to everyone, but you know, some of the, the main persecutory delusions and so it keeps those away and that that's what's um so if you look at the dsm-5 which is the main medical book for psychological disorders there's one for delusional disorder which i see i don't i don't even see a psychiatrist now just because i live in such a small town that there's only one (laughs) but Mm -hmm. i just take the medicine and you know i talk to i have a girlfriend that she lives in a different state, but we, we end up talking quite a bit. So that helps my mental health quite a bit. Just, um, we're both very, is, is weird as it sounds. We're both very logical and she's, uh, she has, um, we are both in the same profession and she's a, uh, she's bipolar. And so when she's not having her, episodes as well like we're just both extremely logical and so we get along real well because of that um so if we kind of keep each other in check or at least i hope we do um for you know um you know seeing if we're getting too far off and actually need more help than what we're currently have
0: yeah i mean that's important because um you know having a support network um, is important. You've got your girlfriend. Um, you know what about? I'm just wondering. I'm just going on a slightly different angle. I'm just wondering. How did your friends react when when you went into hospital? Uh, you started medication. Did they? Did your relationships change with your with your friends?
1: Um, a lot of them, st- like uh, uh, my coworkers, was mainly my main social group since I worked like 40 hours a week. And, um, you know, like my parents or my mom, she really promoted getting help. She's had her own problems with, um, psychological disorders, mainly postpartum depression that she ended up having depression, um, continued after that. Um, and so she takes, um, medicine for that. My brother, he's in the he's a fireman but he's more like the paramedics for the fireman mm-hmm. and so he he does a lot of medical stuff and i mean as much as he can uh, understand about it you know he tried to help me with that and so you know i don't know it was they saw me during some like very dark times <laughs> but uh you know like my more extended social group the coworkers that i had they just they didn't know too much about it except for one and they just saw me just kind of go away for six months and then come back. And, you know, I kind of had to come back. I had to have a, a doctor's note, but I needed the money financially to, to survive. And, um, cause you know, my, my mom, she lives on social security, which is a government sort of assistance for working. And, um, and, you know, my brother, they make good money, but they spend most of it. So, you know, they're and trying to get on my own disability, like I, I luckily my, my mind kind of cleared up um, after a while and, you know, I wasn't, didn't have to go on dis- disability for long term, but my just life was in shambles, <laughs> like bill collectors calling for mm-hmm. medical, you know,
0: you know, I'm just wondering, because I think a lot of normal folk saying they, not everybody is clear-headed. you know a lot of folk do have delusions. What do you think separates normal folk with their delusions and people such as yourself who, who needed to see a doctor, you know what, what, is, what is the difference?
1: so especially when you get into like the world of politics, like my mom, she's only diagnosed with depression, but she's, she's, um, you know, she's very delusional when it comes to certain, her political theories that she thinks, you know, conspiracy type theories. So I think there is some sort of link with that, but they don't go, um, you know, it doesn't consume them as much as like a delusion with me would consume me. Um, so, my delusions were just, I couldn't think of anything else but those delusions during that time. And whereas my mom, you know, she can be perfectly normal on other subjects, but, um, you know, if you were to bring up politics with her, she's, you know, she believes certain things that just aren't at all possible. You know, they're just so out, outlandish. Um but I, I think people do that, which she, she might not be the best because she's related to me. And so my, my mental health comes from somewhere and it might be her. But, I, you know, I've seen that with other people too, where they just, um, when it comes to politics, they, their, their um, ideas might be, you know, just not possible.
0: I think, um, I think also it's like what you said about she, causing harm to yourself or to others. yeah. You know, when it gets to that extreme level, um, that's when the medics take you pretty seriously.
1: Um, yeah. But, I mean, for me, being in psychosis is totally different than me being, you know, in everyday. So there's, there's also a big dichotomy between, you know, the two different types of people that you can be. So I think like, you know, if you constantly think that people are out to get you or something and it's not consuming you, then you just might be a conspiracy theorist. But if it like, if you're logical in one area and then like suddenly you think that, you know, witches are out there, then, then I think that would be different. You know, Um, I think that would be more likely to cause concern. You know, um, and that just might be me. I mean, Mm. I don't know.
0: So that, I mean, I think you're in a good position now. You've gone through um, the hospital hospital experience and you're taking medication, which um, keeps you stable. You're working, you're employed. Do you think, um, because I know a lot of people that I interview, and generally the statistics say that most schizophrenic people do not work. Um, yeah. So do you find that working is a benefit to you? Do you think it helps yep. you?
1: I think, I think um, you know, I, I, I always will because it's just me, but I think it comes to, to finances, you know, if you can't afford your medication, if you can't afford, you know, good food or, you know, a healthy lifestyle and a stress-free lifestyle, um, you know, money helps with all of that, and you get money from. And unfortunately, in the states, you know, if, on disability, you get maybe, you know, twelve hundred dollars a month, which just isn't enough to really survive in most areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think money brings more less stress, which in that less stress, you know, allows you to not be in a psychosis as much um at least in my circumstance cuz that was that was a continual thing was you know I, I you know girlfriend breaks up with me go through psychosis you know i move halfway across the world go through psychosis so stress was a big factor in me going through psychosis and also not taking medicine so now that you know i've moved since then and you know i didn't go through psychosis then but i was you know taking medicine at the same point
0: you know like do you do you consciously limit yourself now um, and for the foreseeable future about not putting yourself into environments which would be too stressful?
1: No, not really. Um, You know, I feel like I can do almost anything that someone else would do. Um, I just, you know, I I, I think the medicine helps a ton. Like, I I think if I was off medicine and this – like I moved uh, about a year ago and I think that, you know, like my car broke or my U-Haul broke down. Um, I, I hit a big pothole and it totaled the the U-Haul. Um, and so it wasn't just a breakdown, but like, and I was stranded on the side of the road for like eight hours. Like that was a stressful event, but I still didn't go through psychosis cause I'm taking medicine. You know,
0: how do you feel? Um, you know, is, how do you feel schizophrenia Is portrayed in the media and how would you like to see it changed
1: well a lot of people just don't understand it um so you know they get it they get it um like where you have split personality disorder a lot of people think it might be that um i most people they I don't I like, I still see it portrayed. I don't even know if it's true, but like when my psychosis hits me, like I'm a completely different person, not dangerous. I still understand certain norms and, and things like that, but it's, um, you know, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, like, so can I ask you a question? Like, yeah. does yours, does yours affect you all of the time? Like, um, or is it, does it come in episodes and leave in episodes?
0: I mean to you I hallucinate.
1: Yeah, hallucinations um, or
0: or delusions. Uh, I, I, I don't have the delu for the last about eight years, I don't have delusions which are harmful to me. Um, yeah. so but I just I still halluc- I just still hallucinate and it doesn't go away. It just it's just there when I wake up in the morning um and it's just something i've got to deal with Um, yeah but um it wasn't always like that because what happened was i stopped taking medication for about one year um, Mm -hmm. and the symptoms came flooding back because i stopped taking the medication because i thought i was better and i thought if i stopped taking it then I i wouldn't have the side effects and i would be just normal but I made a mistake. This was 2010, and and the symptoms came back really bad, and I I had to get more medication. I, I was just, it was just horrible. So, um, but ever since then, I've been hearing voices all the time. So I think it was because I stopped the medication that it, it was a it backfired on me. Um, yeah, that's what I suspect. Um. But yeah, so I mean, because you know, it's like uh, it's like one of the reasons I do this podcast is is because there's not. I I just want to I just want to raise awareness, um, and 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 for for, it's for a few reasons. One thing at the moment, which I think it it's, its uses is for people like us who have a diagnosis who. Who wanna to listen to something to show that they're not alone. Yeah. That's number one. And then number two is for normal folk to get educated and to have awareness of the condition. Because, like you say, so many people have the wrong idea of the illness. They like either think it's um like a dissociative disorder or that we're violent, we're violent axe murderers, you know. And so it's just a question of putting it across that we're normal people. You just have a diagnosis and this is what we go through. Um and we gotta take medication for it and you know, this is our story. So I think that is that is, you know, you know, do you know what I mean? That's that's what I think is important.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm much more dangerous to myself than I'd ever be to anybody else, even going through, you know, psychosis. Yeah. Um and, yeah I don't I don't think a lot of people understand that and it's I don't know what it is but you know my mind goes to very dark places when I'm in psychosis um, and I and you know it's like you just want it all to stop you know whatever's going on and it's it's just I don't know it doesn't make it's, sense it's like,
0: it's like um, I would imagine if you stopped taking your medication like I did, yeah, you would probably have a hard relapse. Um,
1: probably, and like that—that's the thing—is where what you talked about is you stop taking it because you think you're better, yeah. um, and then you find out you're not. Or look, for me, it was—you know—I couldn't afford it. I don't think anything's really wrong with me. I just thought something. I went through a really stressful period and, you know, I had like brief psychotic or brief psychosis or brief psychotic disorder and it ends up coming back. And, uh, you know, like I'm I'm lucky that my my job, you know, they sent me back from the being overseas, but I still had a job <laughs> like a lot of people don't want to put up with that stuff and they'll find some reason to not, you know, not take, not uh, not continue your contract or whatever type of work you're doing. They'll they'll blame it. Oh, he's uh, you know he's not doing something right. Yeah, so um, that's
0: the that's stigma, of discrimination, and I and I think it's so unfair. Um, in, in the UK, we have a law called the the Equality Act, um, and you can't discriminate dis- discriminate against someone who has a long term mental health condition. Um, yeah but it's so hard to implement because, you know, they could just say, oh, well, is it just wasn't up to the grade or he had yeah. new sick days, so we had to get rid of him. Or, so, or, do you know what I mean? So.
1: I, I work for the federal government yeah. and um, they have certain laws that allow you to get into the system, which I've never had to use um, because I, I got into the federal government before I was diagnosed. And it's called a uh, Schedule A. So it's mainly used for lower positions, but I'm in a more medium to high position. Yeah. Um, but it's it can be used for medium high. I've just never seen it actually implemented correctly. And uh, But, yeah, you know, like when I was overseas, like they decided not to continue my contract. And, um, you know, was that probably some sort of discrimination because I went through psychosis and they saw it? um probably but like my chances of you know mm-hmm. uh, of of proving that is rare they could just say well he wasn't you know up to up to speed but i was lucky that they actually continued me working and so they transferred me back to the states and i ended up working in the states and i'm still working for the federal government mm-hmm. um
0: yeah so, I, mean, I mean yeah I, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, go on, sorry.
1: No, I mean, do, I mean, does that make sense? <laughs>
0: yes, it does. And also, I was going to say, um, it's probably better for you that you're working in your home country. Yeah, so what I was saying is that I, I worked overseas as well. Um, but it's more dangerous when you're overseas and you have a psychotic break because you don't know the system so well and it's, you're more vulnerable. So that's what I'm saying, it's kind of better to be at home in your home country where you know the system. It's a safer, I would say. Yeah. Um, so I would say that. Okay, Brandon, what we do is the last two questions. Uh, the first question is, is there anything you'd like to talk about that I haven't asked you?
1: No, I don't think so. I've been just kind of freely talking. Is there... <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> is... That's good, man. That's good. That's what I want to hear. And the final question is, what is your preferred type of musical genre? So that I can tag that music on at the end.
1: I like, um, I, I really like music. I like bluegrass a lot. Um, there's a guy named Billy Strings that I like. And I like blues. There's a guy named Marcus King. And I like Chris Stapleton, which is country. Okay. But, uh, it's probably bluegrass if I had to pick anything, but I just like really good singers, really good musicians from those, um, from almost any genre, but yeah.
0: It's bluegrass, is that a genre?
1: It is. It's, uh, it's kind of like a subgenre of most, most similar to country, but not pop country. Okay.
0: okay.
1: Um, bluegrass, it's, it's comes from the Appalachian area, um, and there's, there's even a sub of it called newgrass, which is more new alternative rock played with bluegrass instruments. Um, so yeah, do bluegrass. Billy Strings um, is, is a really good bluegrass musician. Okay,
0: I'll have a look and see what I can do. I've, I've only got, I, I can't play everything, just a limited choice, but I can, I can see what I can find. Okay. Um, so yeah, I just want to say thank you very much. It was an absolute pleasure speaking to you and sharing your story. You know, it's, um, it's not easy to share your story. And I just want to say thank you, Brandon, for taking the time to talk to you with me
1: today. Oh, thank you. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Brandon.
0: Okay.